and welcome to the first episode of Emma's Nightly Thoughts. I'm your host, Emma, and before we begin, I just want to tell you all a little bit about how Emma's Nightly Thoughts began. It began basically as me at night. I would post my Instagram story uh, what my nightly thoughts were and like what I was thinking that night, what I kind of pieced together that sort of kind of made sense to me that day. So it has a lot to do with like you know, life lessons, but also the universe and music. And so we're going to kind of get into a little bit of all of it. It kind of has no order, but I hope that you guys will enjoy it anyway. And I apologize if you can't understand some of my words. I do tend to sum my words a tad when I speak really fast. So, anyway, without further ado, hopefully you guys will enjoy this episode and where it takes me. And uh, sit back, relax, and... Uh, reflect. So, here we go. So, today's podcast is going to begin with me talking a little bit about friendships. Now, I'm sure we've all had friendships that have been, you know, long, short, good, bad, whatever it is. I'm sure we've all experienced all different kinds of friends and different sort of relationships with them. Um, and I know that it's at first glance, it's easy to judge the quote bad friendships as just that being bad being a waste of time being useless whatever but when you think about the small percentage of the chance you had to meet that person the exact right spot you guys both had to be to meet to have a connection to form a bond and to want to be in each other's life it's crazy to me that that was able to happen. You could have been born in any century, decade, generation, but you were born when you were born. And you have the family that you have, and you have the friends that you have, and the neighbors that you have, and you went to the school that you did, and you chose the college that you went to, or whatever. And I mean, if you, if your parents chose to send you to a different elementary school, or you moved, or, you know, something happened where, if one little thing happened, your whole life would have been completely different. So I have a hard time believing that when friends come into your life and, you know, don't always stay in your life, that they had, that they wasted time. if things persist and problems happen and the person's aware and they don't change their behavior, that's just wasting your time right there. So get out of that friendship, you know? Um, But I will just never understand the logic that people have when they are afraid to rock the boat and they don't want to, like, they're afraid of confrontation and all this stuff. It's like, I, I just, I don't understand the logic that goes behind it. Like, you want someone in your life that does that to you? And, like, I get that sometimes you might have good memories, but, like, if you have good memories of someone who's not meant to be in your life, imagine how good the memories will be with someone else who comes into your life that's meant to be there and actually treats you like a good person. You know what I mean? Like, think about that, huh? Am I right? I mean, I think we've all had friends in our life that are no longer in our life that I'm sure maybe you look at a picture or you look, see a video or something or you see, like, hear a song that reminds you of them and you get sad for a little bit because you're like, oh, we had such fun times. Like, yeah, you had fun times together, but that doesn't mean that Like, think about why it ended. Think about why the friendship ended. That's, I think, so much more important than being nostalgic for memory. And 
I think also nostalgia and dreams even. I mean, I have people in my dreams that I'm like, oh, like, they were good people in my dreams. Why did I cut them out again? It's like, because your dreams and your memories are skewed to make that nostalgia seem better than it actually was. And I am a firm believer in that. I don't think that if... Like, I think that it's just, like, it's your guilty subconscious that wants to convince you that you did something wrong. And I don't think it's always a good thing to listen to that. I mean, the difference there's a difference between intuition and overthinking. You know what I mean? Overthinking is, oh my god, did I do something wrong? Uh, let's, uh, maybe I should reach out again and, 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 you know, talk to them again. And that's bad, that's a bad idea if, if they're a toxic person. You know, why waste your time with that? Um, but intuition is more of, I have a gut feeling that this person isn't going to change. That this person has wronged me and I don't want to deal with it anymore. You know, there you have to learn the difference between those two. I think it's really, that's the key, you know. Um, but yeah, in terms of cutting ties, I simply don't have a problem with it. I mean, I'd rather, I don't mind keeping my circle small. I really don't. I kind of like it because I just think it's such a good way to cleanse your life and keep your life on track with the people that are in it. Um, I mean, sometimes you grow, you grow out of a friendship, and that's okay to realize. I mean, I'm, I'm sure maybe some of you listening are my age and have gone to college this year, last year. And once you get home from college and you, like, see other people and you realize, like, oh, I kind of, we kind of grown apart here. Or, you know, we, we don't really have much to talk about anymore because we just, you know... We were friends in high school, we were friends in elementary school, and now it's just like, uh, I don't really, I think we, we think we grew apart, and that's okay. You don't have to get, pick a fight with someone, or rock the boat, or be confrontational, and have that be your only reason to not be in that, not be invested in that friendship anymore. So anyway, moving on a little bit, let's get into one of the topics that I find myself talking about often. And I think it's something that everyone, every single person at least once in their life, if not all the time, deals with this. And it is caring what other people think. And I can read you a long list of quotes that I've acquired over the years about how it's not your life if you care about what other people say or do your thing and don't care if they don't like. Like, I can go on and on and on with the list of quotes that I've acquired from Visco and from Pinterest and from, like, being young and, you know, caring too much, but nothing will ever prepare you to not care about what other people think of you enough, like, actually caring what other people think of you and realizing how stupid it makes you feel. <laughs> and that sounds like a lot, but if you need to, listen to that again, because when you actually go through, like, that act, that you know, feeling of fear and like nervousness that oh my god, what are people thinking? Like, it makes you it make it, it makes you realize like I'm wasting so much time worrying about these possible hypothetical situations that people are talking about me in, and it's like half more than half the time even if not all the time it probably never even happens, but it's just something that everyone I think goes through, and I think. When you come to terms with, like, 
even if people do talk about me, because I'm sure people do, I am okay with it. And I don't really care. Like, it's not even the sense that, like, okay, if people talk about me, like, I'm not going to care. It's saying that people talk about me, okay? I'm sure someone's out there who said something about me in the past week, whether it was good or bad. But it's accepting that, okay, even if it's bad, even if it's good, whatever the case may be, I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to give them that power of dictating my moods. You know what I mean? And that is a very powerful thing to have. Once you have that, it is a very life-changing thing to happen to yourself. Um, An example of this, which may sound incredibly stupid and like a first-world problem, is Instagram and, like, caring what you post about on Instagram. And maybe it's just me, and I was, like, a little Instagram Nazi growing up to myself, but... I would, like, only post at certain times. If a photo didn't have enough likes, I would delete it. Um, or I would stare at it until it becomes, like, so not, like... You know how when you stare at a picture too much and it, like, morphs into something that's so ugly? And you're like, oh my god, why did I post this? Like, that's what happens when you stare at it too long. Or, you know, it was just stupid things like that that I would just be like, oh my god, like, should I post this? Is it Instagram worthy? Like, well, like, I can't believe I used to care about that stuff. And it sounds really dumb now, but, like, I used to care about it. And it's so, like, freeing now to just post whatever I want to post and not really care. Because, like, what is someone going to do? Scroll by and be like, oh my god, she only has that much, li- that many likes? Like, ugh. Like, or, like, oh my god, why would she post that? Like, I don't, even if they do say that, I'm not, like, that doesn't affect me anymore. But the idea of someone possibly saying that and seeing that used to affect me. And, of course, I have my moments where I'm like, oh, should I post this? But, like, most of the time, I just kind of, I, I push past that, like, overthinking fear and just do it. Because, like, in the end, like, when I'm, when I look back on my life, I'm not going to say, oh, I shouldn't have posted that picture. Because it looks weird now that I look at it again years later. Like, I guarantee I will not say that. And no one will because it's so minor and, like, doesn't matter all to anyone, you know? And it's just, like, it's stupid that I worried about stuff like that. And I worried about, like, just caring about what people had to say about me. Like, as if that's any of my business. You know what I mean? And like I said, I can go through quotes about that kind of stuff, but it won't make sense to you and it won't click until you've actually experienced that feeling of, like, I truly don't care enough because I know that I deserve to feel good about myself. I deserve to feel the happiness and the joy that posting this brings me, you know what I mean? And even if people say something that's bad about it, I'm not going to let it affect me the way it used to. And that, my friends, is what I call growth. Um, I mean, the same thing happened to me when I switched high schools and colleges three times. I'm going to get into that right now, actually, because why not? So, when I switched high schools, the sole reason that I switched high schools is because I was so unhappy there. And, like, I don't think, like, people ask, like, oh, why did you change high, like, why did you come to PJP, like, blah, blah, Like, I have no actual, like, nothing happened to me one day where I was like, oh my god, I have to leave, or like, 
I wasn't, like, bullied. I wasn't, like, I had friends. I had great friends in high school. And, and, like, I wasn't, there wasn't a certain moment that I was, like, actually, there was a certain moment, and I'll get into that in a second. But the atmosphere of that school got to me. And I think it gets to a lot of people. And, I mean, the amount of people I know who, who went to O&J who can vouch for how god-awful that school is, like, you don't know unless you've been there. And, I mean, there's some people who like it. And I give you, you know, more power to you because I wish I liked it there and I could stay there. But I physically couldn't. And I'm so glad I switched. But when you when you switch to high school, people assume something happened that made you, like, leave. Like, there's some scandal. Or they assume that, like, like you don't have... I'm sure people from O&J thought that I left because, like... I didn't have friends, or I was this, or I was that, like, that's just not the reason. I literally just hated, hated it there, and I will stand by that to this day. I hate that school, um, and the atmosphere that it exudes. Sorry, I'm getting a little heated about this, but I have a lot to say about that school. But, the main point is, I used to really think about what people would have said about me when I switched, and it was kind of a deciding factor, like, if I switched, what are people going to say? And the fact that I even let that thought creep into my mind makes me mad because I shouldn't have... And I'm glad I didn't because I eventually did transfer, but just the fact that it came in my mind of, like, ooh, should I transfer because what if they say this? Like, that makes me mad at myself, my younger self, for doing that. But she didn't know any better, so we'll forgive her for that. But and even when I switched colleges, like, I honestly think this year was a big year of growth for me because I put myself in so many uncomfortable situations um, and a lot of things happened that I didn't like, but I had to go through it anyway, and that's sort of just how that goes, but, like, when I switched colleges, not only once, but twice, soon to be three times, um, and we'll get into that in a second, what my plan is, but, you know, we'll see, but anyway, when I switched Penn State, I was like, what are people going to think about me if I switch to a small school that's close to home? They're going to think that I can't handle it here, blah, blah, But that's none of their business, A, and none of my business, B, because they have no idea what I went through. And by they, I mean, like, outside sources, people that I'm not friends with, people that are just kind of, like, looking in about, oh, did you hear she's, like, you know what I mean? They have no idea what I went through. A lot of people on the outside probably had no idea. So, for them to judge me just makes them, like, it's, it's ignorant on their part. So, if so I'm going to go on the next two subjects, which are going to be music and the universe. And I wasn't lying to you when I said that this podcast is all over the place, so we'll see what happens with that. But with music... I developed a very strong connection to music and the way that it kind of shapes my mood in my life. I think whatever music you listen to, whether it's happy or sad, equally dictates the mood that you'll be in for the rest of the day. So I think it's important that you only listen to things that give you positive energy um, to kind of feel your day. You know, it's, it's, it's more than just, I think, the tune. I think a lot of it involves the lyrics, the artists themselves, and just the overall meaning of the song. To me, like, I can't listen to a sad song without getting sad. 
I can listen to a song that has sad lyrics without getting sad. But on the other end, I'll listen to happy songs and have a great day. I'll listen to songs that have a good meaning and I'll have a great day. And maybe that's just me and I'm overly sensitive to that kind of stuff, but I think the music you listen to definitely impacts your day and the way that your mood is. Equally so, I think that for me, I've always associated different music with certain memories and it's very hard for me to listen to music that is already associated with something because I don't want to lose that memory. And that's kind of, I guess, where my nostalgic self picks up speed because, like, I remember when I, in 2016, me and my sister and my cousins went to the Beyonce concert and it was her Lemonade tour. So at the time, I was, like, listening to her album all the time. So, when it came to the concert, she sang the song all night, and it was literally heavenly. I love that song so much. But 2016 was just a great summer for me that I don't like to listen to that song anymore without reassociating memories with it that aren't that. And that sounds so dumb, but it literally is how my how my brain works, and that's just kind of how that goes. I mean, I can't listen to Daniel Caesar anymore, not because I want to I don't want to reassociate it, but because... I already associated it with something so sad and negative that whenever I listen to him now, it just makes me sad and negative. So I try to stay away from him now. But that's just the way, like, Frank Ocean's the same way. Like, I can't listen to Frank Ocean anymore because it just, it's so, like, I'm so overly sensitive with music. So I, recently, my my go-tos have been Mac Miller, um, John Mayer, and Bossa Nova. And for those who don't know, Bossa Nova is a genre of Brazilian jazz that I discovered from the movie Eat, Pray, Love. And it's very just, like, exotic, calming music. And it always just seems to make me feel great. I'll have a great day when I start my day with Bossa Nova. Never a bad day. So that's something that I enjoy. In terms of Mac Miller, I love all his songs. There's not one song that I don't like of his. I'll listen to him any time of the day. Oddly enough, I don't find myself associating any sort of bad memory with his music. It always seems to be good. Lana Del Rey, however, I have recently discovered her. I'm late to the game with that one. But, like, not that I discovered her, but I, like, started listening to her recently. I used to never listen to her. I thought her songs were kind of slow and boring. But when you look at the lyrics and the meaning, it's actually very interesting. And I think that is sort of what my music taste is all about. It has to do with a lot of, like, what the song actually means rather than what it sounds like, you know? I'm just weird like that, I guess. I don't even know. Like, I feel like most people can listen to a song and not be like, oh, what does it mean? But I have to know what it means all the time or else I'm going to interpret it completely wrong. And it's not going to make any sense in my brain. So that's just how I am. But anyway, a lot of Ray songs have kind of been construed in my mind as sad. But when you listen to them with the perspective of, like, this is what she means, it's not sad. So that's why I like knowing the meaning, because I can, I know what she's actually saying. Um, I mean, some of her songs actually are quite unfortunate, but most of them I really like and enjoy. Um, So that's kind of that little part on Lana Del Rey. But yeah, Bossa Nova is king and I will always love that genre of music I mean I really like anything I love country I love rap I love alternative music 
There's really no one genre that I don't like, but like I said, it's just sort of like certain artists that I can't stand, such as Ed Sheeran. I think he's so mediocre and average. I'm shocked, absolutely shocked he made it this far in the music industry simply because he is so vanilla, and I can't, I actually can't stand him. I can't listen to him on the radio. I can't listen to him on in any form of media. Like, I, I have to click away. I hate his music so much. And getting a bit heated, but, you know, that's just how I roll. 70s has always been a favorite of mine. ABBA, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Marvin Gaye. I mean, all very good. Love them. So I really like anything except for songs and certain artists that I can't stand. So that's that. If you're friends with me, you know, though, I will play whatever I want and you will not like it. So beware. I have very weird music taste. Sometimes I love Italian music. Ornella Vanoni is a great singer. I love her songs. So good. Very relaxing to listen to. But, yeah. So, moving on to the universe and how music kind of ties into that. I saw a quote the other day on Visco. And it said how the universe is always trying to tell you things in your dreams and music and the conversations you have and that sort of stuff. And I just love that quote so much because I think it's so true. And... I love believing in a higher power, whether it's God or the universe, whatever it might be. I think something's up there that is dictating, ruling, leading you somewhere. And I have a hard time not believing in that. So I think the music you listen to and what you put in your mind ultimately dictates the person you become. And that sounds a bit extreme, but I actually don't even really think it is because I mean, the music you listen to says something about you, and the music that you kind of stumble across one day, or you hear somewhere and like it, like, it's weird that everyone has their own music taste, so I think that the universe, you know, the music you listen to is tailored by the universe to tell you something. I mean, a song I might hate, someone else probably loves. A song that I love, I'm sure my friends can vouch, a lot of them don't like. But that's because the universe tailors the music you listen to, to each individual person. And I will stand by that. I mean, I could literally talk about the universe for hours. I have so many theories about it. I mean, have you ever seen a video on, like, Facebook or something where the video just keeps zooming out and you see how big the, the like, galaxy is and how small we are kind of thing? And A, that puts things into perspective about how little your problems matter because you're so tiny, you know? But also, it puts in, it's the idea that the, when the universe, when you zoom out of our galaxy, there are hundreds of other galaxies that haven't been explored yet. And you have the audacity to tell me that aliens don't, the aliens don't exist? I mean, come on, you sound like an idiot. You sound like a whole fool. Because... If you haven't explored it, how do you deem it un- unreasonable? I don't think I don't think that's true. And the same thing with religion. I know that I became Catholic last year, but I have a lot of opinions on different religions and I feel like I can kind of see where every religion is correct in a way. And I also think that astrology is kind of right. I mean, I'm not, I don't live my life by it. I don't like look at my horoscope and I'm like, oh, I gotta do this because my horoscope, like, I don't believe in that. But I think that the way the moon dictates the tides, 
from the oceans and I think it definitely has an effect on your mood. I think that there has to be some sort of like ideology for how the universe was created. I mean, it's mind-boggling to me that people don't, that people like put it down, they like already deem it as like not realistic. Like I just, I don't know. I think it, it goes hand in hand with a lot of different ideas of balance in a person's life that everyone tries to create and achieve, but yet they don't believe that these giant planets and things in the sky that light up the night, that control the tides, that, like, lighten the world during the day, like, they don't think that they have any effect on them? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I'll see ya. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay, bye. Like, really? That's what I have to say to you. <laughs> I don't understand. I will never get it. Never. Anyway. Oh, sorry about that. Got a little heated there. But I just think that, I mean, everything has a reason. It has to. There's no other explanation for it. And I mean, I recently started meditating and I feel very balanced from it. But I also think that the reason why is because you're kind of going back to like, imagine like a a balance beam sort of thing and it's like one side is heavier than the other but I think when you meditate your scale kind of goes to zero and it really just flattens that bar and makes it very balanced that's how I kind of picture meditation and my life after it it kind of sets me back it kind of grounds me brings me back to earth I think so many things happen whether it's overthinking, anxiety, or things that happen in your life that are uncontrollable events that you might be stressed out about, but meditation really kind of brings it down and allows you to feel in control. But I think in the end, accepting that we are actually out of control. We have really no control over what might happen in our life, but we have the power and the control found in meditation and in balance to control our decisions and react to those events. So that is all I have for you guys today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this first episode. I have a lot planned in the next few weeks for different topics and some special host guest people that I'm going to bring on. Um, so... Yeah, I hope you guys have a great day, and tonight, if the sky is clear, go outside and look at the moon, talk to it for a little bit, and I'm sure you'll feel much better and more balanced, alright? Have a wonderful day. Mwah. Love you.